welcome everybody. How's it going? It's episode 31 of Hat Trick Hockey, which is brought to you by our good friends over at GL Heritage, the official beer of Hat Trick Hockey. This is the Carey Price edition of Hat Trick Hockey. It's Ant here watching some hockey games. Got Rob on Zoom with me. Rob, what's going on, buddy? Oh, you know, living life, dealing with this COVID shit. I know we always fucking end up talking about it. <laughs> it's just everywhere, right? I know. I hate it, dude. I hate it. I'm a little bit hungover, too, today. <laughs> One of those weekends? Oh, I was crushing some GL Heritage's last night. Oh, yeah. So you said, uh, so I gave you a little bit of a combo pack there to bring over to Mike. What did Mike say about the other ones? Mike loves them. Yeah. He's really big on the Apple one. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah. I think I have a few more of those here I could have sent over for him. And to give a free shout out to Billy's, he said he always goes in there and he gets a, one of those Apple uh, beers uh, from GL Heritage and a pound of wings. Does he? <laughs> yeah. That a boy. Go to. <laughs> that a boy. Yeah. Um, so before we get into the hockey talk, I just want to let everybody know. I'm sure they've seen on our website and stuff, the store. So we have a few new things going on in our store. Uh, we added the zip up hoodie for 40 bucks and it's embroidered too. Nice. So it's very nice. Guys from work are buying those up big time. Um, we also got a cotton shirt. And a snapback hat. Those are on sale for 25 bucks, people. 25 bucks. That's it. Shirt and hat. Bam. 25 bucks. That's a sweet deal, bro. That's a sick deal. Also, we're going to do the cotton hoodie with a toque for 35 bucks with the border toque, like I'm wearing right here. So, hoodie and toque for 35 bucks. Keep your heads warm, folks. Like, you know what I mean? So everybody just click the link on the page there, order some merch. It's honestly, it's super nice. This toque is so comfortable. I'm wearing it inside right now. So <laughs> what's that tell you, right? It's pretty comfortable. So check that out online. And your basement's fucking freezing. Well, I got the fireplace on down here. Okay. It's only cold down here during the summer. You can hang meat down. When I go there. Yeah, literally uh, all summer, Rob came down into the fucking studio and he's got a pair of slippers here. He keeps a pair of his glasses here for when we record in person, but we haven't and a hoodie. Yeah, and a hoodie, but we haven't been doing that because we've been crushing Zoom for the YouTube channel and stuff like that. Plus all this COVID crap. So Rob and I just been chilling, right, Rob? For sure. That's how we do it. Should we get into the hockey? Absolutely. So let's go. Let's do it. So big thing on Saturday night. So the big guns were out. So Ovechkin, Crosby, McDavid all scored overtime winners that night, and they all scored them within 12 minutes of each other. How cool is that? That's different. Well, eh? I saw I saw Ovechkin's, which I thought was cheap goal. Mm -hmm. It was from the top of the circles, like right down center yeah, street. Yeah, and. It, how did that go in? I have no idea. Mm -hmm. Like, I get it. He's got a great shot, but McDavid's yeah. McDavid going coast to coast, man. Like, yeah, and I mean, goal. walking the lease. Yeah, that was crazy. Unreal. That's the second crazy goal that he scored there. Yeah. Yeah. That one he looked off on Riley. That, that was pretty sick. Yeah. That was 
Ain't no defenseman stopping that unless you're like Chris Pronger and you cross-checked him in the face. Yeah. And I've said this too in, in the past. That guy takes one hard stride and he's three strides ahead of everybody. Yeah. Like that's oh, yeah. how good he is. He's he's like a fucking cheat code. Well, his his thighs are like tree trunks, man. Yeah, he's fucking huge. It's disgusting. Yeah. Also, the overtime winner there, did you see the pass by Uncle Leo? Oh, like, yeah. Gee. All he had to do was just stick his stick out. A little tappy tap, right? Yeah, in. and it was a just stick a stick out. It was a tap in, but what a play, what a combo those two are, man. Wow. Those two they are, are unreal. Yeah, they're they're fun to watch. Um, also, real quick, the uh the Rangers placed uh Tony D'Angelo on waivers. So he's been in the league for five years. Most of them have been with the Rangers. Uh, he plays D. He's been in the league about 206 games. He's got 106 points, but over his career, he's minus 19. So, well, they're they're talking about rumors, uh, an altercation with a teammate or something. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's not the first time. Oh, so it could be a little bit of a hassle in 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 the room then. Yeah, it just could be a bad bad roommate, bad teammate, whatever, bad room, room guy. How could guys do that, man? Like you're, you're making bank to play the sport you love. Like, how do you just go in and be a dink? I don't know. Maybe he's got short fuse, wires crossed. Yeah, true. Um, also, the San Jose Sharks can finally return to their home rink, to their practice stuff to their freaking so the state has finally allowed them to return home to play so think so since the year started so it's been what about three weeks ish three three yeah. and a half weeks about eight games right yeah so they've been on the road for three and a half weeks the whole time playing while they've been waiting for the state to open up so they can come home and play wow so that's just that's a long fucking road trip man it's like being yeah. in the bubble for a nice run is that because of COVID or whatever? Yeah, because they weren't allowed to do anything. All the restrictions that they still had in place in California. So it was pretty nuts. Um, that is did, crazy. You, did you hear about Sam Bennett? Uh, no. Apparently he wants out of Calgary. Oh, really? Yeah, he wants out. Why? I not sure. I didn't really follow up on the story too much. I just seen it real quick as I was passing by the flat screen. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, yeah. So I was looking, so he has 371 games with in the NHL. He's got 129 points to me. What those kind of numbers, he seems like he's kind of more of a role guy. Um, I don't really watch the flames too much. Well, they but, just handed, uh, they just handed Montreal their first loss. Eh? Yeah, they did that last night. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty. Yeah, I don't. I, I have no idea why he wants out of there. Where do you think would be a good landing spot for him? Probably somewhere in Canada, so he doesn't have to, you know, do the four, fourteen days. Yeah. And also, speaking of the the fourteen day thing, Line A is in Columbus. Now yeah. he just has to give them two negative tests, and he can join the team. So it'll probably be the same for uh, Pierre Luke, right? Yeah, you would think. Also, Obi there, that overtime goal 
was his 708th career goal, which tie, which now he's tied for seventh all time with Mike Gartner. So the question that I want to ask you, Rob, is do you think he, he reaches Gretzky? No. You don't think he does it? I don't think he'd be in the league long enough. You know why you think he's going to go home to the KHL? For sure he will. Yeah. I don't think I don't think isn't it like uh eight more years it's going to take him at 50 goals a year or something like that or 6 years? He's only like 150 it's, away or something. Is that what it is? Yeah, Gretzky's like 800 and something goals, isn't he? Glenn's coming in right now. Oh. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it's like it's like 800 and 800 and something goals, but so I I think he does it. You do. Oh yeah, I think he does it. 100% I think he does it. I think I give him another I give him still another 4 to 5 years in in the league at 30 plus. Yeah. I think he does it. I don't know. I don't know. You you got to you got to go with it's a short year this year as well, right? So yeah. Um, he'll and and he was off with the COVID too. Yeah, I think he. So who knows? It, 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 there might be a lot of uh, things involved in him not getting it. Maybe I read a I read this meme online or something. It said that Wayne Gretzky invented COVID. So just so. <laughs> That's funny. Ovechkin couldn't reach his record. <laughs> Did you see uh, the the interview with uh, Marshawn about uh, playing against Chara? No, why? What he say? He's like, I am going nowhere near him. I will not poke that bear. No. Why would you? You watch him kick everybody's ass for how? Everybody, everybody. That guy's a freak. Yeah, there ain't there ain't nobody in the league tougher than that guy. No. I don't. I don't. You can give me your Reeves and whoever. Yeah. And uh, he's he's just I, on a he's just on a whole nother level of like being tough. But uh, yeah, he, that guy likes to scrap still, considering too. Wow. When he fights, it looks like he's uh, shaking out a rug. Yeah, it looks like he's ragdolling people. Yeah. Real quick before we go over to the interview. Um, Kevin Fiala was involved in a pretty, it was a pretty bad hit. He threw on Matt Roy of, of the Kings. Yeah. That you was obviously seen the hit, right? Brutal. I watched it. Yeah. I watched it again just before we came on and. Oh, did you? Oh man. I am so surprised he didn't either break his back or his neck. Mm-hmm. So he got three games. I don't think it was enough. Oh, I was just that. See, that was going to be my next question for you. My next question was going to be, if that ruling was up to you, based like how much he would get, how much would you give him? Well, let let's even just say you put that in somebody else's position, like a Ty Domi or or, or a, a Mark Hunter, the way those guys play. Those guys are getting fucking thirty games for that. Yeah, you know, like. I don't care what anybody says. You're trying to protect the game. You should throw the book at this kid. Yeah. You know, give, give him give him 20 games. Give him 15 games. I don't I don't care. But you're never going to do that again. And it might – these guys are going to start looking at the numbers and go, okay, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, like you want to protect. You're, you're taking the fighting majors out. 
Yeah. Those are the reasons that fights happen. Yeah. And like I said during the interview, this is where the instigator rule, I think, needs to come out because guys need yeah. to be held accountable. And it's well, for plays like this. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Police, police their own game. Exactly. If you throw that fucking shitty hit, you should have to answer the bell, especially if you play like a complete fucking scumbag when you're on the ice too, right? So like – yeah. I've, I used to play like that once in a while. Well, guess what? I I would fight too, though. Like I would uh-huh. score goals, but if a guy came after me, if I did something stupid and a guy came after me, I would fight. I didn't like doing it, but right. I would do it. You know, but like we had other other guys on my team that did that. Cough drew, cough drew, but like, <laughs> right? So it was, it was always him that, that like handled that shit. So I would start shit and all the – all the big boys would come in. So, but that's how it is, man. Fuck. Yep. I, I would have gave him, I would have gave him anywhere between five to 10 games. Probably. I would have gave him on that hit. Yep. Depending on his think, history. I don't think three's enough. You I, know what I, I, mean? like, I think the only reason why they gave him three, cause I don't think his history is that bad. Yeah. So that's that was still been, fucking brutal. That could have ended his career yeah, or his life. Put him in a fucking wheelchair. If Ryan Reeves throws that hit, it goes up to 15 games. For sure. Like, you know, if if a Tom if a Tom Wilson threw that hit, yep. It, it's he's getting fucking, 15 to 20 games. Oh yeah. 100 percent And he's fighting right after it happens. Yep. So I don't know. Yeah, we'll see if that's they what start. I mean. And that's why I say it's not right to go by oh well he doesn't do shit that often you know yeah. like but who fucking cares yeah get it out of the game yeah that you was know a brutal hit and and did you hear the announcing on that you knew it was minnesota announcers because they like oh he just gave him a little shot from behind oh my oh, god he oh. fucking grilled him oh they were playing it down like it wasn't that bad yeah all they kept saying was, I hope he's okay. I hope he's okay. If you it wasn't that bad of a hit, though. Yeah. Bullshit. You, yeah, if you have to say, I hope he's okay, then it's probably a bad hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something bad has happened there. Yeah, that's not good at all. But on the upswing to things, we'll uh, flop over to our interview here. So we've been, it's been a long time coming. We've been waiting to get somebody from – from Windsor in here, right? From the fucking spits. So uh, we got Windsor assistant coach. We got Jared Smith on here. He was pretty good with us. So Rob, what do you think? Yeah, he is a total butte. Should we uh, throw it over to Jared? Absolutely. All right, everybody. Enjoy Windsor Spitfires assistant coach, Mr. Jared Smith. Roll it. And this episode of Patrick Hockey is brought to you by Eric Standell. Remax Realtor. If you want your house sold, you need to call Eric. You boys know him, eh? Oh, Hell yeah. Yeah, butte. Total butte. Total butte. And ladies and gentlemen, we now have, Rob, we got one. A, oh. Windsor, a Windsor Spitfire, we got one. We have assistant coach, Mr. Jared Smith on with us. So, Jared, what's going on, man? Not much, guys. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. Excited to do it. How's everything going? Just normal, slow COVID shit going on, all that crap, stopping yeah, everybody from hockey. Yeah, it's been tough as it is on, uh, you know, as it is on everybody. Um, 
you know, obviously the most important thing is the health, the health of everybody and, and we're healthy. And um, I got a young family here. So I got a four-year-old boy and a two-year-old boy. And, and obviously they're, they're keeping us busy around the house and, uh, you know, trying to coordinate the online school with, uh, with my four-year-old and JK has been interesting. Uh, <laughs> but I think he's starting to get the hang of it. Um, it's been tough. You know, like, obviously, like on everybody, right? Uh, not able to go to work and, you know, missing doing the things we love. Um, and obviously hockey's, you know, at the top of that list. And, um, you know, who would have thought we'd be in this situation still, you know, almost a calendar year um, yeah. that we've been out of the game. And, you know, I still fondly remember the day where, you know, we had a game against Saginaw. It's a Thursday night home game. And uh, the day before that was when the NBA um, had a case. I think it was Rudy Gobert had his case. Yeah. And uh, they shut the they shut that game down. And um, I remember going into work. I'm like, Lutz, like, I don't think this is good, man. Like, this is not good for for anybody. And uh, and you know, as that as the hours kind of ticked on during that day, things like school started to close, and then we were sitting at the rink at around three thirty, and Billy walked in and and said, "Yeah, boys, it's it's shut down here for a while. So, um, you know, who knows how long it's going to be." And and geez, man, it's uh, it's tough. Obviously, I, I feel, you know. The worst for the kids, uh, that's for sure. Those, you know, kids in their, you know, primary kind of their junior careers and so much to look forward to and their development and, um, you know, being part of a team and all those good things and mm-hmm. all those good values and habits they learn. Uh, I think that yeah, obviously that's tough. Mm-hmm. So, you, so were you back to like practicing and all that stuff when it, when it went again? Like just recently? No, no, like we weren't able to have any kind of team you know, um, team gatherings whatsoever. Um, so no, I mean, our players are, are obviously scattered. Um, some of the local guys, there's been some ice, there was ice available for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's most of them are on their own dime, you know, trying to pay for ice and, um, that can get pretty expensive, especially around the GTA where a lot of our guys are, um, so we didn't have too much besides, you know, obviously doing stuff like this. Zoom calls, we're trying to stay in touch with our guys as best we can. Um, I think that's important for, you know, everybody's mental health. And um, Trevor and I have had a lot of time to, you know, talk hockey and systems, almost obviously too much time to do that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you can never, you know, get enough of that, you know, you know the uh, the video that we've been watching from last year and, and NHL stuff. And so there's always stuff like that to kind of keep your mind sharp, which – you know, we're trying to do now are you guys allowed to do anything on the ice right now or no like nothing no no i mean i think privately you probably could if you had if you had your own business i'm not sure exactly the rules on that um but if it's a private you know entity and, and you're running skates and collecting mm-hmm. you know money from that yourself that's different but there's no you know team sanctioned anything yeah yeah who I feel really bad for are the overagers, right? Yeah. Because like, they don't like, you don't know what's going to happen with them. Like, are they going to allow them to go another year? Are they going to just say, no guys, that's it. I'm sorry. Like, those are the guys that I really feel for. Yeah. I hear you, buddy. Um, you know, obviously, especially with last year with, you know, the three guys that we had um, with Stevenson, Purview and Boca, you know, getting their year cut short, they were going to have another chance to play playoff hockey and, 
And then, you know, they completely lost that like that, right? Mm -hmm. You know, these guys um, are in obviously a very similar situation. Um, I hope the league does something. I'm not sure. You know, I, I hope we get going, first of all, so they can they can play. But if, if we don't, um, I'm not sure how much, you know, discussion is being had about that rule. I, I feel like somebody told me the NCAA is doing something with their seniors, though, which mm -hmm. might – Hopefully, hopefully you have a you know trickle down on our league maybe, and they consider giving them an extra year and or maybe two spot. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. It's terrible for them. Um, and yeah, hopefully we get something out of this season. Mm -hmm. Did did Quebec start a league? Did did they happen to start their league? Yeah. So Quebec started. Um, you know, I think they started right on time, almost as their usual start date, and. But they've had all kinds of issues, man. Like they've yeah. had, you know, the uh, obviously the different provinces have different rules, and you know, at one point I saw some teams that had like twelve games played, some teams had a two, um, and then they, I think, right before Christmas, they canceled the whole league down. They shut it down for a month, and I believe this weekend they they started again. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So I I haven't gone online to see, but. They're trying, right? They're trying. They're getting government funding, though, too. I know that. At least the Quebec government's giving them funding, um, which I think is an integral part of us getting back on the ice as well from the Ontario government. So, mm -hmm. so do, you, do, you, do you happen to see anything that can be done to uh, get back to playing? Like, other than getting everybody the shots, do you see anything that you could possibly do to uh, get back to playing? Yeah, I think the testing is important. Um, the thing with our league is obviously it's gate revenue. You know, gate revenue is the most important thing, right? So, you know, it's going to take I, I probably every owner to be on board with taking a huge, you know, haircut this year. Um, and I'm not sure how that's, you know, going to come about. Um, I think also the, the challenge is that, you know, the Billet family, too. So, you know, they're taking a risk you know, taking in a player and, and they automatically become of their circle and who knows how far that stretches and there's risks with that. And, um, and then you got the, you know, the, the borders, another thing and trying to find these teams, uh, you know, places to play. Um, that's another hurdle. Um, it, yeah. I mean, I wish, I wish we could just, you know, get our guys back in town. That would be a start, you know, get them in town, get them, you know, in comfortable living situations and, and kind of start from there, whether it's smaller groups to start. And then, you know, eventually we all get together before the real thing starts. Um, yeah. We're just obviously like, like everybody in every industry is, is, is hurt by this and, you know, day by day and you, you try not to look too far forward, but um, you, you just hope for some positivity eventually. Right. Yeah. Right. Now you've been in uh, in like Windsor here for a while now, right? Like nine years, ten years, or something. Yeah, man. Yeah. So when you first came here, you were the video coach, right? Correct. So how did all that uh, come about? Like the shot for that? Yeah. So I did. Uh, I did my master's degree at uh, Canisius and Sports of Men, and and coming out of there, I had a connection here through Bob Jones in Windsor. Um, and he basically helped me get the job cutting video. So my first job at a school um, was cutting video here 
for the Spitz. Um, I did two years for that. I did two years doing that. Um, and then Dave Matzos ended up taking a job in Sudbury and I was promoted to assistant coach. So I came on the bench my third year here and I worked two years under Boogie, two years under Rocky. And now this will be Trevor and I's fourth year together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How, how did, how did that interview go to get that job for the video coach? Um, yeah, I remember like it was yesterday. Um, I drove, I'm originally from Burlington and I was, I was back living with my parents when I went back to school. Um, I remember putting a suit on and driving down here, um, in the middle of summer. Um, I wasn't too familiar. My, my parents both went to the university here, but I wasn't too familiar, uh, with the city. Um, and, uh, but Bob Jones is a relative of mine. So he obviously took great care of me. Mm-hmm. Um, took me around the city. I remember that before the interview kind of took me around town and around Tecumseh more specifically about, you know, that's kind of where most of the guys live and whatnot. Um, and I remember walking in um, to the boardroom with, with Warren and Bob and, and they had their golf stuff on. They were about to go play golf that afternoon. Um, and, you know, just, just two unbelievable guys that did a lot for me in my career. And, um, you know, everything was really comfortable right from the get go. And, um, I ended up going to shots, I think that night for a couple of beers and some food with them after. And basically Boogie kind of, you know, said, is this something you want to do? I'm like, absolutely. And kind of started from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now what does, what does that job consist of? Yeah. Um, well at the time there wasn't too many full-time video guys in, in the Ontario league. Right. So I was, it was pretty cool. Like, I feel like I was one of maybe three or four full-time guys. Um, obviously most guys being young and their first kind of real job and taste in the, in the game, uh, from a coaching standpoint. Um, so, I mean, I was like a regular coach. I showed up, you know, in the morning and, you know, my job was to, you know, cut video uh, during the games. So all the games I'd be cutting live. And then, you know, in the, when we'd meet every morning, um, you know, I'd help prepare video and a lot of video sharing, you know, from my, from my computer to the other guys computers. And, um, you know, I'd get different projects handed off to me from other coaches. Hey, can you look at this and this for me? And, um, you know, that gave me um, a lot of confidence because, you know, it, it, the more video I watched, the more comfortable I became with the software and whatnot. And um, and so that was good. And a lot of pre-scouting as well. That was a big part of it. So, I, you know, whoever we were playing that weekend, I'd sit down and watch, you know, you know, two or three games of them during the week and cut, cut what I thought was important and, you know, hand that off to the coaches. And then obviously they would kind of use that information as they wanted to, and uh, whether that was, you know, for themselves or, you know, showing team video. Um, but, you know, as you guys know, and like the game, the way the games evolve videos, it's like, it's so important, right? It's everywhere. And, uh, but that was kind of the first, um, uh, you know, and Bob was just coming back from Columbus. So I think he had an idea of how important a full-time video guy was. Mm-hmm. And he was like, man, that would be great to have that on our staff. And, and um, obviously he thought it was super valuable to do it. Well, that must give you a great insight on, on how to break down the game and, and certain things to watch. And it must be just amazing, especially going into now becoming assistant. So like you're really climbing the ladder the proper way, right? That nothing's yeah. being given to you. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, um, 
you know, I, I didn't, uh, you know, I wasn't the best player. I, I didn't, I played a little bit of junior, but, um, you know, I was def definitely wasn't going to rely on my name to get anywhere and, and knew I had to put the work in and, you know, um, it's, it's always something I wanted to do and, um, really passionate about. And, uh, and I think it's obviously helped me get to where I am right now. Awesome. Now well, the Smiths do have a pretty good name in Windsor, right? Yeah, yeah. sure do. Yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah. Now the, uh, the last, uh, cup there you guys won yeah. you were you were at home yeah how nice was that to win it at home in front of our fans right like how great was that oh i mean obviously a once in a lifetime opportunity um you know one of the fondest memories i think i'll ever have and cherish in my life um i'll never forget that you know when that buzzer went we won that face off and got the puck out and um, it was a special time, a special group of kids that uh, obviously overcame a lot of adversity, um, you know, to put themselves back in a position to win again um, after, you know, that tough first round to be to London. Um, it was awesome. To, obviously, as a coach, I'm so proud to see them come together and work so hard during that time off. And it wasn't easy, man. Like, it was a, it was a grind. Um, yeah, like the players – went through you know we we set out a schedule for them that wasn't easy um and and we tried to prepare them the best we could right and um you know after talking to a few other coaches of, of junior teams that had hosted and been in similar situations we kind of got some information and and put together our own little you know plan and um yeah i mean it was it wasn't easy they didn't have much going on besides coming to the rink in the morning and you know, we obviously scaled it back. It started really difficult. It was like 44 days or something, but it started really tough. Like the first two weeks with like, you know, at least twice a day, they're doing like on ice, off ice stuff. And then we kind of dialed it back as we got close. And mm -hmm. um, some of the, some of the guys from the university helped us out with scrimmages and stuff and try to make a game like it be good, right? Like you're stepping into not top against these teams that are just coming off like, you know, long playoff series and, yeah. and uh, you know, they've obviously earned their way in and, and we tried to use that as an advantage, right. To, you know, be the fresh team. And I think, I think it certainly, certainly worked. Mm -hmm. Curious to see how many times that a, a team's done that, you know, like had that layoff and then come out and won that Memorial cup. Yeah. The last, honestly, the only team I can remember is Schwinnigan. I'm pretty sure Schwinnigan, in, uh, I don't know the year, was it like maybe 14? I don't want to say, I'm just guessing. But uh, yeah. they, uh, yeah, they got, they got beat out. I don't know what round they got beat out, but I think it was first round. Um, and they had the long layoff and they won. Yeah. We guess a, a lot of shit on this podcast, too. You don't got to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can, can we go back? Can we go back to your playing days? Like, I'm like, just interested in hockey. Yeah. So, what do you, you just want it all like junior wise, like where I yeah, went? Like, no, like growing up, like who, like who was your favorite team? Like, who, like how, how growing up, um, Leafs, I'm, yeah, I'm a Leafs fan. Um, grew up a Leafs fan. You know, first game I ever been to Maple Leaf Gardens. My dad took me. Um, my dad's from Toronto, um, so yeah, grew up a Leaf fan. Still am. Um, never, never will sway from that. That's for sure. As frustrating as as it has been. Um, I enjoy watching them still. I think they're an exciting team. I think they're off to a good start. Um, so, yeah, I grew up a Leaf fan. Um, favorite players I think growing up were uh, like Mark Messier, 
Gretzky, Sackett, I guess I could mention those three guys as some of my favorites growing up. I played AAA in Burlington my whole life. Uh, we had some really good teams. Um, I think we had 11 guys drafted off our Bantam team in the OHL. Wow. Which is a lot. Uh, we were OMHA champions, uh, minor Bantam, major Bantam. Um, the same group, we like we went to the Pee Wee tournament. We were, we were good. Um, you know, we had a, a lot of talent on our team every year. So that was, we were, I was pretty fortunate to be, you know, on a team with such good guys and good players and, um, you know, did a lot for, you know, myself um, in my career too. Like obviously guys I still think stay in touch with some of the best buddies. Um, and I got drafted by St. Mike's um, in the fifth round. Um, you know, my dad being from Toronto, like St. Mike's, it's a huge lure, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's a prestigious, you know, school, like unbelievable history in the game of hockey. And so that was exciting for my dad. So I think right away, I'm not trying to say like he put, but like, it was kind of like, wow, what an opportunity to play in the OHL and go to St. Mike's for free. Um, St. Mike's is a hockey academy, correct? St. Mike's is a private school, boys school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's obviously an expensive school in Toronto um, and, you know, great hockey history, like I said, when you can go to the school and, and, um, and that was a, you know, a huge part of the pull to, to play there. Um, played under Dave Cameron, um, played a year in the O, um, you know, obviously no regrets, um, had an unbelievable time playing there. Um, do I wish some things went, you know, more my way? Absolutely. But Hey, you know, some things don't always bounce your way. And, you know, I can look back and say there's definitely things that, you know, I didn't help myself out with either in my career, uh, for sure. Um, so I place a lot on that on myself, but I uh, had a great time. I don't think um, I would have done it any different. Um, had the chance to go back, you know, the second year and, and not play as much, you know, hardly as much as I, I would have liked to. Um probably been in and out of the lineup again. So I went back to play tier two in Burlington. Um, so I played uh, junior A back home in Burlington, um, which was awesome for me be, being in my hometown and, and just playing tier two and with some of you know the guys I grew up with. Um, that was awesome for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where I, I always ask guys when they play in the O or they play in the NHL or anywhere. So your first OHL goal, where yeah. was it? I'd say I'd say Mike's arena. Um, terrible goal, like honestly, garbage. <laughs> just I, I can remember just like banging it home and like literally falling like to my knee as I was banging it home, and it just snuck under the goalie's arm as he was going down. Nothing pretty. I think it was just a puck that was centered from behind the net, and I had a whack or two at it, and it went in. And yeah, it was exciting. Um, my first OHL prize, a good story. First OHL practice, so I'm a little pumped, right? Like, make the team. The training camp was at Teen Ranch. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Teen Ranch up in, near Orangeville. It's like a, it's a, I don't know, there's an Olympic-sized pad. It's a huge ranch. They rent the place out. I think there's some summer programming that goes on there. It's a big facility. Mm-hmm. So the whole team was up there for training camp, whatever. Fuck, make the team. Come on back down to Toronto, you know, get your gear. So I get my gear, first practice. I remember the next day. Um, say my small barn, like really small, right? And we're doing a drill. I'm waiting in the back of the line, kind of like behind the net. And um, somebody comes down and rips a clapper over the net, 
and I'm standing in line like this, it hits the glass like right behind me and hits me like in the mouth, like this, kind of like this. Oh. So it doesn't catch me like flush, but it catches me like like from the slap. Right? Yeah. And like, oh my god, the blood, it was unbelievable. Like, like just like I remember having like one of those gatorade towels and it was like like fully dry, it was red. Um anyways, I, I left practice, I had to get zipped up like underneath my lip here and up here, like from the inside. Oh. I didn't lose any teeth, like I was lucky, but lucky. I can remember like my first month in, in the old like doing one of these to brush my teeth, like literally like opening my gum and like trying to brush my teeth. And your lips are like huge at first when you get freshly sewn up. It was bad. And I didn't want to wear like a, like a bubble, right? Like, you know, because we were still in exhibition, I think. And, but it was so bad. Like obviously the stitches inside my mouth, like, yeah. Yeah, Who who did you uh, model your game after? Um, I was pretty like responsible player. Like I was, uh, you know, I think I'd like to think I have good hockey sense. Um, I played center, you know, tried to, you know, be responsible defensively and um, chip in when I could offensively. Um, but nothing like flashy, like, you know, finished my checks, competed hard. Um, but, you know, skill wise, I don't think, you know, wasn't my strength like the skill part of the game like kind of north south stop your feet compete hard you know play the game the right way and hopefully good things happen right yeah and um you know that's obviously a lesson i try and you know um you know give our players to play the game the right way and it'll reward you right mm-hmm. so, yeah did uh right. you did you ever fight at all um yeah i fought a couple times in the old i think i had two fights in the old yeah um, probably at that stage, like, and for where I was, I, if I look back, I probably should have fought more just, uh, because it was still kind of in that era where, you know, and I saw it you know, on my own team, you know, guys getting ahead by, by doing it a lot. And, um, it wasn't a part of my game, so I wasn't really, you know, super comfortable doing it. I was willing to do it, but like, um, it wasn't a big part of my game at all. No, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Just when you had to. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if anything, but like I said, um, you know, it, it, it's so like it depends who you're playing for, but sometimes you know that's what coaches want to see, right? Yeah, yeah. But when you're that age, you don't really you're not that smart. <laughs> <laughs> still, I'm still not. I'm still yeah, not. Yeah. <laughs> still get myself into trouble. Yeah. Um, wh- when did you realize like you you were gonna play junior? Like how how did that go down? Like uh, like your draft, whatever. Um, no, I think I was obviously always wanting to play junior. I can remember going uh, to Brampton Battalion games when they first came to the league with like Spezza as like a double underage or whatever he was. And, and uh, my dad taking me to OHL games. I remember my dad taking me to, you know, St. Mike's when they were playing at Maple Leaf Gardens too. And I was like, wow, this is the league I want to play in. Um, you know, it just looks so good to, you know, the, you know, the jerseys and the tra- traditions of the franchises and, um, I've always kind of been a bit of a, you know, a ner- like a hockey nerd, more or less with like, you know, history of teams and stats and whatnot. And like, I, I, I follow up on a lot of stuff and, and try and stay recent on, on the game as much as I can. And that started from a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always on top of things and just always watching and reading and as much as I could just, you know, trying to gather all the information about the game as, as much as I could. 
Mm-hmm. I love asking guys this. What's the funniest thing you've heard on the ice? Like you've heard like someone say, it could be a chirp, it could be anything, but I, <laughs> Rob will have something for you later on, I'm sure. <laughs> that stumps everybody, but this is the one that I ask everybody. Oh, funniest thing I've heard. Could be that. anything. That's a tough one. I've heard a lot of funny stuff. Um, what stands out? Um, okay, something stands out from my – when I went back to play Tier 2 in Burlington, um, guy I grew up playing with, um, funny guy, like uh, kind of quirky guy. Um, anyways, he, he – uh, there was like a – a scrum in front of the net and this is it's funny because it's kind of totally out of his character you never see this guy get beaten at all and a pretty even keel and uh he was on, on the bottom of the pile guys were kind of giving it to him and like I'm, I'm in the pile with him and all i remember him is like kind of like getting up rising up to his feet like off his knees and he's got this like funny look in his face and something i've never seen he's like who the hell hit me and he's just like <laughs> Just kind of the rage, like of of, and the statement alone was like it made me laugh. It was yeah. like, like that's hilarious. Like I've never heard you say anything like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess that's something that that's always stood out, and we kind of still joke about that. Uh, yeah, that's funny. That is funny. <laughs> so when you uh, like, where, where did you get that inspiration to go into coaching? Like, did, was was it that you? you know, you knew that your hockey was done and, and this is what you wanted to keep doing, you know, like, yeah, well, well, I can, I can go on for the, on this for a bit. Um, so I went to, I went to, so I went home and played tier two junior. Um, that was when we still had OIC. I don't know if you guys are old enough to have OIC. Yeah. Um, yeah. The OIC year. So I was the last year to do OIC. So I graduated um, and I actually had, I was going to come to the university of Windsor and play hockey here. Um, it, it was kind of all set up for me. And at the kind of a month before I decided I didn't want to do it. Um, and I went out, out East to Acadia in Nova Scotia, Wolfville, Nova Scotia. So I did my undergrad degree there. Uh, while I was there, I played junior B for the, um, Windsor Royals. And it was probably the, the most fun I've ever had playing hockey. I'll be honest with you, playing in that league with those guys, um, getting to know a different province, um, you know, having that escape from, from school and, you know, a buddy of mine who I went out to school with and I played junior back home with, um, we ended up playing in, uh, junior B in Windsor together out, out there. And, you know, I think he would agree with me how, how different it was and just how kind of laid back everybody was, but the game was still the same. And like those guys played so hard and had so much fun too. And, um, it was two, two or three of the best years I've ever had playing hockey. So that's kind of, I'll skip back to the coaching side. So my friend who I mentioned, his name is CJ Morrison, him and I, like I said, played tier two, grew up together playing hockey, played tier two in Burlington together, played junior B out, out East together, lived together. And him and I started coaching the Acadia women's um, hockey team. Um, it wasn't a varsity team at the time. Um, and it's, it still isn't, but, uh, it was a club team and that was kind of my first taste in coaching. So, um, it was just a volunteer thing for us, but, uh, we both wanted to get into coaching and, uh, it was a great start. And so him and I coached the, uh, the women's club team, 
Um, it wasn't a huge commitment from, from them or, or us, you know, I think it was a couple times a week. Um, but, um, you know, learned a lot. Um, and it was, um, it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. It was competitive too. Um, obviously women's hockey's, you know, growing by the year and, um, the, you know, some of the players we had were unbelievable players and great, great girls to, you know, to coach, um, and a lot of good memories for sure. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Now you Thunder and Jesus, did you learn how to drink out there? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's like I spent four years out there. <laughs> I, I would love to, I, I would live out there. Uh, I would, I mean, it's kind of my style of, of living, my pace, right? Um, beautiful area, beautiful area, great people. It's a lot of fun. I, I haven't been up back there since. It's, it's a regret. I'm going to take my wife and, and kids. I hope you know someday soon for sure. Probably during the summertime, if uh, you know, if, yeah. it, if it works out. Yeah, well, you don't want to get caught in one of their snowstorms, eh? <laughs> no, no. Now you coached uh, Sergachev, right? Yes. How cool was it seeing him hoist the cup last year? Awesome. Awesome. I mean, from the from day one when he stepped into our room, you, you just knew he had it to be a pro, right? Um, just the way he carried himself, the way he prepared and practiced, and um, um, the fact that he learned English literally in four months or five months was wow. like something I've never seen before. Like, here's a kid who really didn't speak a lick of it, you know, coming here and and took it upon himself to learn the language that quickly and like acclimate himself and um yeah it's uh not too many of those guys you know walk through the door that's for sure right where you just know um wow this guy's gonna be a pro for a long time and um you know obviously he's got the he's had the god-given ability but he puts the work in that's for sure and loves the game and just wants to get better mm -hmm. and to hoist the cup in his rookie years like unreal yeah, he, uh, yeah. He, i think i think tampa won that trade that's, that's, that's what oh, I can yeah. say about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What, what's, what's it like working with – what was it like working with Bob Bugner? It was great. Um, yeah. yeah, it was great. Boogie's a great coach, a great motivator, um, somebody I learned a lot from. Um, you know, obviously, he was my first OHL head coach that I worked under. Um, you know, he's had a great playing career, you know, played the game hard and – and, you know, that's how he wanted his teams to play and um, obviously got the best out of them. That's for sure. You got any funny stories about Bob coaching and maybe giving the guy shit? And... Oh, yeah. But Boogie said, you know, he's a, he's a great motivator, um, you know, and obviously, our, you know, teams fed off that. And, you know, there's there's a garbage can or two that went down, that's for sure. But uh, I think, I think you know, the players would, would tell you they love playing for him. Um, you know, guy go to bat for you any day and, you know, treat you the right way for sure. Mm -hmm. now, I like you... how you avoided that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, ran, I ran around it like a toe drag. <laughs> Not my toe drag. <laughs> now, do you still, uh, do you still like, like shoot the shit with any of the guys that you used to, to like coach there, like Sergeyev or anybody, like do you still? Yeah, talk yeah, like you know, I, I try and stay in touch with you know guys as much as I can. Um, it's not always easy, right? Guys mm -hmm. go different ways, and you know when they have an accomplishment, definitely. Uh, you know, I just changed sense with Logan Stanley the other day about you know his first game, 
Um, and that's something as a coach, you're so proud to see um, when I finally get there and, you know, make an impact. Um, but yeah, players and coaches alike, you know, try and stay in touch with guys as much as I can. If there was uh, one rule that you could change in hockey or like to see changed in hockey, what would it be? I think, I mean, do I have to say the obvious one, the puck over the glass? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that drives me nuts. I get it, I guess. I, I get it. Um, but off the top of my head, that one kind of, you know, the minor penalty kind of, you know, sucks. Um, I'm not, I mean, I know they're trying to get it right. I'm not a huge fan of, like, the offside reviews and stuff. I think it obviously slows the game down, but I get it. Maybe at some point there's going to be technology where it's just faster to mm – -hmm. Besides, you know, going and putting the headset on and whatnot. Um, well, there's they're slowing it down to milliseconds. You know what I mean? Is the toe off the? Uh, you know, like you got a linesman there that you pay good money to. Like, yeah. I don't understand it. If they get it wrong, they get it wrong. It's human error and let it be. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I get rid of it too. I hate yeah. fucking instigator rule. The worst. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the fighting rule is it's tough. I think. You know, but hey, it's it's been effective, right? I mean, Dave Branch kind of the pioneer trying to get out of the game, right? And it's um, it, it kind of obviously, you know, it's always been going trending that way, right? And you know, with the the strict rules, especially in our league, they've almost put it away for good. And you know, uh, just like you guys, probably I enjoy you know a spirited fight like between two guys if, if that's the case and. You know, I think it's there's still a place for that in the game, but um, the stage fighting, like I thought, it was silly. You know, at the, you know, at the, it was fun as a kid, maybe watching a little bit, but like as you yeah. kind of grow up, like it's like you knew that it wasn't here to last, right? Yeah, right. I don't really like the ones that are freaking stage like that, but I mean the ones like you like run over me, and then Rob doesn't really like that very much, and then he comes like those. Okay, like you know what I mean? It happens. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the ones that are staged and they're talking about it in the warm up and stuff like that. I don't like those yeah. ones. But. No, no, um, no. There's got to be a reason to fight, not not just a fucking whatever. You know, like these two guys are the toughest. Who's tougher? Not not that. You've yeah. done something to piss somebody off, and now you're gonna get it. Like yeah, Zach Cassian and, and uh, Kachuk. You know, yeah, they exactly. they they went at it because one hit the other one too hard, and he didn't like it. Yeah, so, exactly. and that's great, right? That just shows the competitiveness of two guys. But somebody, somebody drills somebody from behind. You're gonna go in there and beat the hell out of the oh, guy. Yeah, that, that's you awesome. know. Yeah. So it, it, I, I think that that puts a lot of shady shit into hockey. Yeah. You know, a lot more stick work, a lot more whatever. But mm -hmm. if you took that instigator rule out, and but this is up to the coaches. Now the game's so fast that you you you. You can't have those two tough guys that, you know what I mean? They can't fly up and down the ice. You, you yeah. need to be tough and skilled. Yeah, I just sure. mean it's all about holding guys accountable. Right, right. Because right? like, the, the game used to police itself. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Like 100%. So I have to ask you too, is like, who do you think this year is going to win the cup? Um. Do I have to give you one one team? You can give me a couple. Okay. Well, um, 
I don't think I don't think Tampa is going to repeat. I'll just say that I don't think they're going to win the cup. I think you know. I mean, if Kucherov comes back in the playoffs and he's you know hasn't missed a beat, I mean, they're obviously super dangerous. Um, yeah. It's obviously proven to be really hard to go back to back. Well, I'd love if the Leafs won the cup. Um, <laughs> I picked them. I think that you know what the way they started, it kind of gives me some hope. Um, you know, there's some good teams, Colorado, you know, uh, that's a team that, you know, people, a lot of people are picking and, you know, the firepower they have. And I think a lot of it depends on their goaltending. Yeah. Um, Grubauer, former spit. I was just going to say um, that. Former spit. I mean, he's played pretty well these last few years. Uh, he ran into some injuries for sure, but, um, you know, it remains to be seen if he can, you know, shoulder the load in the playoffs and, um, but I like their team. I like their D. Um, they're going to be tough. They're going to be tough. Um, and out of the East, like Philly, I think there's still something missing with them. Um, Washington, you can never count them out, man. There's a lot of good teams. It's so, as you guys know, it's, it's like, I don't have trouble making like picks. Like I like to, you know, throw the odd sprinkle a game or like bet on a game or two. And, like <laughs> it's hard, man. Like, yeah. It's so hard to predict in, in, at the National League level these games, right? And um, well, how about how about Montreal too? Yeah, right? yeah. Like, Holy shit! I know. They I, haven't I, lost I, in regulation. I know, and people knew they were going to be better, right? But man, they, they look really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Anderson, I thought that was a great pickup. Um, you know, obviously, I saw a lot of him in London, um, coaching against him, and saw his development. And um, always thought he was kind of flying under the radar a little bit in Columbus, and. Mm-hmm. You know, they picked him up, signed him to that big deal. And he's, he's a monster, right? He's a, you know, powerful skater and, you know, tough to play against for sure. So they made some great pickups. I like Sherrod, uh, they picked up two, uh, two years ago, kind of helped their D a lot. Um, and Suzuki, man, like he's, he's a special player. Like there's a player who's so smart, right? Like that's like his best intangibles is his hockey sense, I think. Mm-hmm. And, um, it just shows how far like that can really take you like quickly. Like if he's got the skill and the speed, but he can think the game like at that level, that fast, man, it's dangerous. I think I said Las Vegas, Rob. Is that who I said? Yeah, I think so. I just think it's time. I just think it's time. It's a good pick, man. So, so when you were playing, you know how they blow the horn for, uh, you know, when, when the goal is scored, yeah. If you got to play a song for your goal when you scored it, what would it have been? Um, <laughs> this I is like, the one I, I get. Like all kind, I like all kinds of music. Like, I, there's yeah. not too many genres of music I don't really like. Um, but you got to figure when you're you were playing in your playing days. Yeah. One that's sticking out. To me right now is Mr. Wendell by Arrested Development. I don't know if you guys know that tune. It's because uh, that that was our goal song in Junior B. Um, that was always funny to hear that song come on. Um, I don't so know it, but it's going to uh, play on your episode. Yeah, I'm sure it's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's that de- it's definitely not like uh, I don't know you guys. It's uh, it's kind of like an old R&B, right? Like song. Yeah. It's good. Um, like Hall and Oates. Yeah. What's that? Like hollow notes on the lead <laughs> part. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't uh, believe the shit we've the fucking shit we've heard on that answer. 
Oh yeah. And nobody answered it faster than Scotty Gomez. Nobody answered it. What did he say? He said anything by the stones, like bam, like right off. Yeah, off. like I was gonna say anything by by the hip. Like I'm a big yeah. trashy hip guy. Awesome. Like yeah, like I'm maybe it's a little stereotypical to say as a Canadian guy, like Canadian hockey player, but like I can listen to hip all day long, man. Like any song. Me too. Any kind of mood you're in, like whether you want to be pumped up or you want to chill, like you know. I love it. Oh. Rob's Rob actually usually has it blasting out of the cart while we golf there in the summer. Oh, there you go, man. That's perfect. Yeah, I yeah, always bring so music. I, I'd say anything by the hip for sure, man. Yeah, that's actually. You guys hear my kids in the background. If it's, that's fine. That's I got. Fine. Two, uh, uh, I have a few right upstairs here too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I know how it is. Yeah. Rob, uh, go ahead. I just man. I got one more question. Yep. Uh, sure. So so you're well. To leave us off with what what would what would be your favorite coaching moment? You know, if it, any story, like it doesn't matter if it was, you know, whatever whatever you got. That's funny because that was my last question too. Was it favorite coaching moment? Well, it has to be winning the MEP Cup. Um, there's no doubt about it. That's my at the top of my list. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, we can get there again someday. Um, and do it the right way by winning, you know, some playoff series and earning, earning our way. But, um, you know, what we went through there, what the players, you know, did and, and how they responded and um, the preparation that went into that just from us, um, obviously ended up, you know, working out for us. And, and that's certainly something I'll always cherish and I'll remember forever. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Jer. This has been fucking fantastic, man. Guys, yeah, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Um, and uh, hopefully you guys can get up to some Spitz games. Uh, I mean, even if we don't get going, um, we'll start on time next year. But um, obviously if we do, we probably want fans. But hopefully you guys catch us on TV. And if there's anything you guys need from, from us, just let us know for sure. Oh, well, we, we'll be definitely following. And, and we wish you guys all the best success. And we'll be getting more of your guys on. You know, yeah, when good. you guys get your captains and stuff like that, we'd love to get them on. And, you know, Absolutely it's, it's all about the, the local local guys, you know. So yeah. we really no, appreciate great. you coming on. I, I appreciate it, guys. It's, it's great what you're doing for, uh, you know, for the community. And, and uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more, you know, guests coming on in, in the near future here for you guys. Yeah, I'm sure. All right, buddy. Okay, boys. Thanks, Thank buddy. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. See you, buddy. This episode of Hattrick Hockey is brought to you by Layuna 625. Layuna represents over 2,000 men and women who build infrastructure for major construction projects in the Windsor, Essex, and Chatham, Kent, like the Herb Gray Parkway or the Gordie Howe International Bridge. They also provide a pre-apprenticeship and construction craft worker training in their state-of-the-art training center in Old Castle. Get the right skills for a rewarding, solid career in the construction industry. Join us. Learn more. Earn more. Check them out at layuna625.ca. And there he is, folks, Mr. Jared Smith, assistant coach, Windsor Spitfires. What a beaut. A total beaut. Um, yeah, hopefully those guys get going soon, man. I want to – like, I just miss going to games. Yeah. It'd be a lot of fun going there, you know. And he was, he was a great guy, you know. Like, I love, I love the way he toe-dragged around some of them questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was good at that. <laughs> Yeah, he's a pro. Awesome. He's yeah. a pro. You could tell he's good at it. Yeah. 
So can't, can't say too much. You know, so shout out to him and uh, best of luck to our Windsor Spitfires. Yeah. So, Rob, real quick, let's just kind of talk about a few teams on just how everything's kind of breaking down so far here. Um, We'll we'll uh, we'll like start in the east. So kind of how I'll do it is. We'll do it like teams that have kind of impressed you kind of to start in the East. So I'll, I'll let you go first. So who are you kind of looking at as to, to that could be a force here? I, I, I'm, I'm surprised Boston is doing as well as they are. They're five and one, five, one and two, you know, mm-hmm. Washington, we figured was going to be there anyways, picking up yeah. big Z. Yeah. You know, Philadelphia, we kind of thought was going to be there. The, the, the Carter Hart there. Mm-hmm. So but, but we kind of both figure I, – I'm kind of surprised that uh, the Rangers and, and the Islanders are as low as they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, they're sitting seventh and eighth in their, in their respectful, respective mm-hmm. divisions. I know. It's pretty crazy. The team, too, who's, like, kind of shocked me a little bit is Pittsburgh. And, like, they're, they have come from behind, I think, like four or five times. Really? And, like, and tied games up in, in, in the third period. And by more than one goal, too, by the way. So they've been good. New Jersey's kind of starting to heat up a little bit. Buffalo, like, they're not so bad. Buffalo's playing 500 hockey. They're 4-4-2 four, four yeah. right now. So yeah. the teams, that team that has kind of threw me off the most in the East is the Islanders. I expected them to be way better. Um, yeah. Mind you, mind you, it's it's still early. But a three, four, and one start, you know, is not the best start considering, you know, what they were kind of expected to be to be like. Yeah. Shall I say? But uh, I just, I'm still going to think, I'm, I still say Washington is going to come out of here number one. The Rangers are really surprising me in that division, though. As being bad? Being bad, yeah. They get Lafreniere and, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I'm just I'm, but it, like you say about Pittsburgh, that doesn't surprise me at all. They got Sid the kid, you know, and that guy. You just can't count that kid, guy out. No. When did you stop calling him kid? Uh, maybe he just goes by Sid now. <laughs> yeah, like Sid the man. Yeah, Sid's growing up now. It's pretty like, crazy. Though, he ain't man. a kid no more. It's pretty crazy that he's like realistically, he's probably like three to four years away from retirement. Oh, he's made bank, bro. Well, you think all the fucking Reebok deals and all and all that shit he's got too? Powerade, fuck you name it. He's done it all. Fucking or Gatorade, whatever. Fucking yeah. sport check too, right? He's got yeah. sport check, Reebok, fucking Powerade. What what doesn't that guy have? Yeah. Pile of Stanley Cup rings too, bastard. <laughs> All right, so we'll go. Uh, we'll go to our favorite division. We'll go to the North, Rob. The North, and I will My let least. you. I will let you do the honors on, on on this division because I will say the Leafs are an absolute fucking wagon right now. So, Rob, what do you got coming out of the North, and who do you like? Oh, I'm still. I'm still all pro Leafs. I, I think it's going to be Toronto and Montreal. Uh, come one of those two is coming out. Yeah, and I think I think just uh, talent wise, uh, Toronto has more talent. But as for toughness, I honestly think Montreal's a little tougher. Mm-hmm. Is there so, a team that's is there a team that's kind of shocked you? Like, 
to the opposite end of it, like a team who you thought would be good that is now not doing so good? Calgary, Calgary, and the and and kind of Edmonton. They they they're not impressing me. Like, and they have two of the fucking best guys in the NHL on their team. Best guys in the world. Yeah, like what what are you doing? What's going on there? Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't get it. I don't get how they have some kind of monkey on their back that they just can't shake. I know. You know, like this team should be rolling. I know. Well, do you think maybe what what we had mentioned earlier in the episode, the Sam Bennett stuff? So, do you think maybe the Sam Bennett stuff is weighing in the room a little bit? It, something's going on there. You know, they got a good team. They do. So, I don't know. I can't. I can't figure that out. But but that you know, and in Edmonton, I, I just I can't figure that one out either. I don't understand. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna go on with you, and I'm going to say that it's going to be either the Leafs or the Habs that come out. Um, however, <laughs> my boy Rents, so he, like, listens all the time to the show, so shout out to Rents. So he's a big Canucks fan. So uh-huh. a few episodes ago, I was shitting on the Canucks, like, what the hell's going on with them? They're supposed to be so good and this and that. And then now all of a sudden they're in third place. Yeah, they rip off four in a row. <laughs> right. So oh, like Patterson wasn't scoring, you know, yeah. like they, they were having they were having some serious problems there. Yeah. And you know, this is this league right now is basically a playoff run. Yeah. You can't go into slumps. You can't no. go into three, four game slumps. No. Like Ottawa, you can count them out. Yeah. I I, I personally think you can count Ottawa out. This is they're not gonna go on a three game, four game, six game terror. No. It's a fucking sprint is what it yes. is. Yeah. It's yeah. a sprint to the playoffs. Is it's pedal it down and pin it. Yeah. So that team there, they just completely shoved it right up my hoop lately over the past week. Cause like we said, they've won like four straight or so. So, well, I thought they were going to be tough to play. I just, just everybody just woke up. Yeah. It seemed like, and then all of a sudden now they're firing on all cylinders. So I'm sure, I'm sure rents is quite happy with that. Um, team that I would say has been the biggest flop for me in the North is, uh, I'm Edmonton. I still think there's room for them to, to be good still. Um, I would say Calgary too. Yeah. Like just expectations were high, you know, and, I understand that they got off to the slow start. They probably ran into some injuries. And the funniest part is we're sitting here saying this and there's still a 500 club. Yeah. Like that's the funniest part. See the Canucks are in third and they're only 545 win percentage. Yeah. Right. So see the Leafs are tied in points, like at a possible, uh, what is it? Eight. 18 points they got 15 out of 18 points that's that's pretty impressive that's tied with washington right now well it's uh 10 games so it would have been it's 10 20 points yeah so but still you get 15 out of 20 points is right pretty fucking good and they just went out like to the west coast like did uh, the road trip out there right yeah and those are usually the hardest road trips right right yeah so those are my that's my little say for the north so, Rob, we'll move on to the West. So, the West, to me, for teams that, like, really, really good teams, to me, this is one of the best divisions. 
This to me is the best division. So I can, I bet you we're going to have the, the, the same top three. And I think it's going to be Colorado, Vegas, St. Louis. Yep. So but probably, if you were to pick two out of there, who's coming out? Who, 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 who do you think is going to play to come out of that division? Like the first team, like only one. Like which two teams are going to play to come out of that division? I think it's going to be Vegas and Colorado. I do too. And if I had to pick who's going to come out of there, I did pick Las Vegas to win the cup. So I'm going to say Vegas is going to come <laughs> out of there. I'm yeah. going to stick to them. But the two, the two last place teams, you know, we yeah. kind of figured that they'd be there, right? Yeah. The Coyotes oh, yeah. and uh, the Sharks. The Sharks shouldn't be, though. Like, that's I know. The thing. I don't understand it. They got some good players on those teams. Look at their defense. Yeah. They got Burns and Carlson. And look at up front. They got that fucking hurdle. And they got – who else is there? Who's wearing the, the, the C there now? What's his name? In, uh, in San Jose? Yeah. I have no idea who's it's, wearing that. It's brain fart, man, but I don't know. Either way, I know those guys, they have some, they have some offense, man, and like, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe it's, yeah. maybe it's the being on the road the whole fucking time, too, could have. And if that's the case, then the go three and five is not so bad, considering. Right. Right. Yep. So if you so we had the same teams coming out of there, right? Yep. You you have Las Vegas coming out though. No, I like Colorado. Okay, so you got Colorado coming out. Yep. And the last one, the Central, which is the one my wings are in that are horribly in the basement. So, what do you think? Well, on we that? knew those two teams were going to be in the basement too, right? Yeah, we did. We knew. So let's do this for this one. Let's go. Pick your top two and then pick who would come out of there. And then we'll kind of talk about the teams that have kind of flopped. I like, I like uh, Dallas mm-hmm. and I like Columbus, especially with line eight going there. Really? You're not even going Tampa. Remember, I remember when we did this before. I didn't even. I don't even think I had Tampa in my top three. Remember when I thought only three teams made it in? Oh yeah, idiot. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're going. I'm gonna go. I think it's gonna be Tampa Bay, and you know what? We'll do the fucking Florida matchup. I think it's gonna be Tampa Bay and Florida. It's a good call because when you look at you look at. The the uh, stats on these teams right now, yeah. Columbus is four and two, Florida's yeah. four and zero, oh. uh, Lightning is four and one, Dallas four and one, Carolina I mean. four and one. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and, then, and then it kind of falls off at Nashville after Nashville, and they're five hundred four. Yeah, yeah, Nashville's four and four, and then the Hawks are two and four, Wings are two yeah. and five. Right. Um. But yeah, so I'm gonna go those two, and I'm gonna go Lightning coming out. I just think that they're going to get they – they may not win the cup, but they're going to make a good run, I think. So, I would – I, 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 I would have – Yeah? Yeah. It's weird. That, it's weird because think about it. We're not going to get a couple of these really good teams in. Right. Like, it's nuts when you come to think about it. The flop. Yeah. Well, they, but, but all of them have a shot to go to the final four, right? And yeah, that is true. But you know what you know what I love about uh, about the new system is that uh, they're going and playing 
back-to-back games with the same teams. So it's mm-hmm. not like you're getting, you know, a team coming, you know, either home yeah. or going on the road. And while a team's sitting waiting for you, you know, you, you like I said, like I said before, you know, you, you're paying two, three hundred dollars, five hundred dollars for these fucking tickets, and you're gonna come and go see like a Toronto Maple Leafs who's dead tired because they played out in fucking L.A. or something, you know? Yeah. Oh, and I know. Now, now they, they they do it like baseball, so maybe maybe ticket prices go down. Yeah. There's less travel. They're spending less money. Yeah, or they jack everything up because it's fucking. Because they're trying to like make up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. I would, I would really like to see the the prices drop because you know what I mean. Like, think about it. Nobody's getting to go to the games anymore, so they could jack the prices up to fucking a thousand bucks. And Toronto will sell out every night. Oh, I know. You know, for standing room, people will pay a thousand fucking dollars to go stand in that in that arena. Who's your who, Who's your flop in the central? I already know it's probably going to be the Wings. No, because I, I I figured the Wings were going to finish last again, and maybe th- hopefully this year they get the the first round draft pick. Mm-hmm. I I honestly think they will they will finish last. N- Nashville, you know, it's, it's there's really nobody to say uh, they they're, they're kind of shit this year. You know, mm-hmm. Chicago Chicago and Detroit we both knew were, were not going to be that good. Mm-hmm. But then you go to everybody else, and it's everybody's record is like four and one, six and two. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, you have to figure too. The Blackhawks are also missing their captain. Yep. Yep. For sure. Well. So that hurts, right? So, ooh. Like I'm gonna say, obviously, listen, the wings or whatever. But to me, like my kind of team that has me thrown off is I think Nashville is is one just because. Look at the players they got too. They got Ellis. They got uh, what's it? Who's the guy that just went to Colorado and then now he's there? Is it Duchesne? They got him there. Like they got a bunch of guys there. They got a bunch of young dudes there too. So I don't know. I just thought that they'd be better. But like I said, we're just it's it's early too. Like it's way early in the season, so we don't know. Anything could happen. For all injuries we, haven't started piling up, and you know what I mean. Like something dumb could happen, and then all of a sudden, fucking the wings are in a runners. You know, like it could like something that stupid. Like you know, so we'll see. Yeah, Probably yeah, not. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> Wishful thinking. I, you can tell I'm starting yeah, to think. You, you keep you keep going off about your with your heart, not your head. <laughs> I know. It's horrible. I get it. I get Brutal. It. Yeah, it's fucking brutal. But all right, you uh, you got anything else, or are you all fucking? I do. What's up? Uh, and off the top of uh, of hockey, how will the Lions trade? Yeah. So, what? Okay, I want to know what you think about it first. Like, do you think it was, it was? Who do you think won the trade? I, huh? I think I think the Lions definitely got what they wanted. Yeah. Do you think it was? The you know. Pick? they've been talking about getting rid of Stafford for so long, you know, like he just wanted, he just wanted to play football, you know, and and you can't take nothing away from that guy. He had tons of heart, tons of toughness, played broken back, broken ribs. He didn't give a shit. Yeah. He wanted to win. That's all he wanted to do. And he wanted to win for Detroit. So kudos to him. 
He is you tough know, as now. I think Detroit getting two first and a third, and well, who's who was the quarterback they picked up? They got Jared Goff. Goff, yeah. So who's about still a good quarterback? Ten years younger too, and cheaper. A lot. Well, so so, isn't it? I uh, that's what I thought. I I, I know I, I, he signed a big contract like Stafford did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. I could be wrong. It's a lot. We're, we're wrong a lot on this podcast. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> we're fucking armchair quarterbacks. We are, <laughs> and we're making a damn good attempt at it too, though. Right. But right. yeah, I don't know. I think I think the Lions won the that that they won the trade. You think so? Oh yeah, because think about think about the future. What they have for the future now, right? They got what two first round picks. And a third. Two first and a third. So yeah. what I would do is you could kind of use Goff to kind of mentor a younger guy and draft a fucking quarterback. I would say the same thing. Right? And then you can use him to tell him, say, like, listen, yeah, you're going to be the starter for for a year or so or whatever, but then we're going to use one of these fucking – we're going to use one of these first picks and we're going to draft a fucking – we're going to draft a kid. Yep. And yep. you're going to be the mentor. And if things are going well, then you can keep them there, right? If not, then you fucking ship them out, whatever. We've been losing anyways for fucking years. Yeah. Well, so they've been rebuilding for fucking yeah. since I was born, I think. Yeah, so why not Why not fucking try some shit? Yeah, I agree. See what happens. And for once, too, they're bringing in this head coach. Has never been a head coach before. Yeah, they'll take your fucking kneecaps off. Yeah, and I don't think he's been an offensive coordinator. I don't think he's been any type of coordinator. Like, I think he – and this guy's like, yeah, he's funny. Eh? We're going to come down. We're going to bite your kneecap off. And then we're going to – when we're coming up and you hit us – I think he's a tight end then, for Detroit, eh? Huh? I think he used to be a tight end for Detroit. He did. And I, I thought he was with uh, New Orleans as some he, kind of coordinator. I'm not sure. I'm maybe sure. Maybe could be wrong. The, maybe the whole fucking stat was just he's never been a head coach. Yeah, that I agree with because like how what did the guy fucking you know walking down the street and they said, Hey, which wouldn't surprise me with Detroit. Dude, honestly, I've never even fucking heard of the guy because so I all I know is I loved him at first sight when he's saying he's gonna bite kneecaps and fucking wear you down. And I'm like, okay, well, where the fuck has this guy been our whole life here? Yeah. Yeah, I heard a lot of people that were really impressed with, uh, like, how motivated, how, you know, fucking let's go, rah, rah, rah. Mm-hmm. So. I'm hoping it's a good season for us here. Like, fuck, man. Give me something. Well, they'll win the first game, and it'll be a fucking ticker tape parade. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> plan the, plan the freaking parade. Oh, so bad. The COVID-friendly right, parade. You got anything else? Nope, that's it. I'm tapped out, bro. Me too. Tapped out. I'm so hungover, I just want to go to bed now. You're just going to crush the couch or what? No, right to bed, Netflix, nighty night. Netflix and chill. Yeah, and it's 20 to 8. <laughs> I'm going right over there to the couch. <laughs> that's where I'm headed. But oh, right. but I do. No, 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 go ahead. No, go ahead, bro. No, no. Save for another time. Save save that for when we're off the air. Yeah.
But all right, everybody, until next week. And Rob, we're signing off. We're out of here. See ya. Peace. Oh, man, with no clothes, no money, no plate, Mr. Winter. That's his name. No one ever knew his name because he's a no one. Never thought twice about spending on an old bum until I had the chance to really get to know one. Now that I know him, to give him money is it-